Welcome to the Ozark United Methodist Church Companion Podcast for Thursday, July the 16th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today we've got... Mike Randall. Jacob Schneider. Lindsay Yeah. And this week we are reflecting on our sermon from last Sunday regarding how we are to view and understand Scripture, the Bible itself. It's all part of our July sermon series titled Starting Over. Before we dive into all of that... Who would like to open us up with a word of prayer? I'll do it. Okay. Holy God, we just thank you so much that we get the opportunity to come together as Christians and to discuss the word um, that was presented on Sunday. Lord, I pray that you would just be inside of this conversation. Holy Spirit, have your way and minister to each one of us in a very divine way tonight. Amen. Amen. So let's let's get into it. Let's dive into the discussion on Scripture and how we are to immerse ourselves in it, how we are to use it, how we're to view it, how we are to attempt to understand it. Uh, was there anything in particular that jumped out from the sermon itself that anybody wants to kick off our discussion with? Well, I... go ahead. <laughs> I cracked up when it talked, when you talked, Jacob, about how oftentimes we have scripture read to us instead of reading scripture. I have a friend who's a different denomination and she always jokes. She's like, oh, we don't read the Bible. We just let other people read it to us. And I had never really thought about that. But then whenever you had said about how oftentimes we're read the Bible, but we don't dig into the Bible. I, it made me realize how that's much more of a universal truth, I think, than any of the rest of us necessarily care to admit. Yeah, I think we are very Bible privileged right now, where they're readily available, easy to understand, grab whatever copy of whatever translation you want to get. Um, whereas, yeah, to your to the point, most of human history of the last two thousand years, or you know, the last five thousand years, scripture has been read to as opposed to read. I think it's a a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, along the same lines, that's where I was going. Um, it just reminded me there was this um, speaker that I heard several years back. I mean, we're talking probably about eight years back. And he talked about what it meant to abide in Christ and just looking at the scripture and really, you know, reading the scripture and then sitting and letting silence come over you and letting the Holy Spirit speak with the word of God into your life. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I know that anytime I've done that, like it just, the word speaks, you know, and it, and it, it just ministers to you. You know what I mean? And allowing the Holy spirit to minister with the word, you know, in your spirit, you know, um, like when, when I heard, heard that I was like, okay, you know, it's like, when you're talking about pastor Jacob about, you know, listening to it or, you know, reading it, you know, you know, being able to read the scripture and then just sit and meditate upon it. Um, and just quietly, you know, and having the Holy spirit speak, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It just, that, that all started coming back to my mind, you know? But. Yeah. I, 
I, I was just struck this past week as I was just reading up and studying, preparing and everything. Um, just thinking back on my own experience, my own life and uh, growing up in the church. And uh, for me, I mean, I always sensed the Bible was important. Always sensed there was, you know, there's something to it. And I knew a lot of the stories. Um I got a lot of the stories from those old Hanna-Barbera VHS tapes that I got from the church <laughs> library, if anybody remembers those. Um, so I was seeing and hearing rather than reading. But that didn't translate, you know, my experiences as a child did not translate, didn't carry over into my adolescence and then, you know, even into my 20s. <clears throat> and I, I didn't read scripture. I didn't, um, I didn't really know scripture. And so I, you know, like I was just playing catch up, but, I, but I think I, I wonder, I guess, how many of, um, how many folks in the church in the United States, um, are in that same boat. And, and, you know, I, I think, I wonder what all of the hindrances are to approaching it, even, even amongst folks who consider themselves Bible believing Christians um, what are the hindrances to um, actually digging in, actually uh, listening, digging in with other people? Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there are so many blinders, I think, and so many obstacles uh, to that. Um, so I think we have to deal with a lot of those before we, you know, take the next obvious step. And, and I think, you know, in the context of the sermon series, this is like back to basics. Um, you know, a lot of this is not, not new for a lot of folks. Uh, might be a different way of hearing it maybe, but um, I think that's where we're at. You know, this is, this is where we need to be at. This is the, the milk that we need to start on. Um, if we're really thinking about, you know, Re starting, yeah, calling a do over, uh, energizing our faith, um, all of that. So, well, I think one of the things that we do is I think that we take Bible studies and we will study a section of, you know, so you might do a Bible study over the Gospels or over Revelation or over the Old Testament. I don't think we take a lot, I don't think that we spend enough time in our spiritual development on how to study the Bible. Like I took, I think it <clears throat> was companions in Christ and companions in Christ is a lot in learning how to experience the word. It's not look at this section. It's how to do that. And we talked about different strategies to go about it. And I think it's the only class that I've ever really had that's even really taught, given me the skills to do that in other things, as opposed to just, we're going to read Paul's letters and see what we get from them. And here's some guided questions. And those are all good things. And I've gotten a lot of stuff out of those Bible studies. So I'm not trying to say that they're not good and important, but I think that it's also really important to learn how to read scripture on your own. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think yeah, that's that's an important thing. Go ahead, Joey. No, go. I was just gonna say that that critical that critical studying skill um, can be applied to a lot of things, and I think that yeah, we we tend to gloss over the the how to do things a lot of times and just jump straight into the deep end of the pool, and you know when we've not been taught how to doggy paddle yet. <laughs> Right. And then a lot of times it becomes more of a looking at the Bible as a text to study, not looking at the Bible as the inspired word of God and how that can really start to do real, meaningful application. I know in this part of the Bible, I learned this. It feels like homework. Like, like if somebody took the Bible and made a series of like social media posts out of it, like here's your social media post from God today. <laughs> and it's just, a, a, it's, a, you know, a section of the Bible that's in common English that we could understand. And if we treated it more like, you know, what is God saying to me today, as opposed to what homework do I have this week for my next Bible study class? I think we yeah. would get more well, out of it. Well, the, f- the fact that we call it, you know, you think Bible study, you hear the word Bible and a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's two big words. It's Bible and study. <laughs> You're cramming then, them both yeah, together. Then you throw in the study and it's like, Ugh. Um, so, I mean, what, what do we call it? Like super awesome Bible <laughs> fun explosion or something. When I hear uh, Bible study, I think who's bringing snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is this a potluck? Are we all responsible yeah, for our own? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, somebody bringing the donuts. You know. Yeah, but so. I, I I think about that. You know, I read the Bible very differently for a sermon as opposed to devotionally, um, just for my own you know spiritual edification. It's it's very very different, um, and I think what what scares people off is that they i mean they think they have to have that you know seminary education or um all of the all of the tools and need to know greek and aramaic and hebrew and um and and no i mean you know it's simply let just reading it just just get to know the story and then just let it wash over you and just listen. Um, it's that. It's really that simple. Um, and and I think you know, I I, I kind of alluded to this in the sermon. You know, as in our Methodist tradition, um, I think it's it's become this way. We we're we're you know we're thinking people, we're pensive people, um, and and so we're looking for the context. We want to know the context. We want to know. Um, the history we want to know the critical approaches to reading it and um and all of that as you say is very very important and it adds to the meaning obviously but you don't need all of that right um for god to speak to you um so i guess that's a, that that was the yeah that was the just trying to nudge people in that direction you know when you when you were talking about how that different people groups read scripture and they interpret it in a very different way than than me as, you know, a white male, you know, um, it, it, it caused me to start 
thinking and thinking back to um, when I was in the jungles of Guatemala at one time mm. and hearing the, the pastor, you know, sitting there like at a meal with the pastor of the little village and hearing him talk through translation about his understanding of scripture, you know? And I mean, this is a person who doesn't know what a lexicon is, you know, and, you know, parallel Bibles or anything like that. He's got a, a copy of a Bible that some missionary gave him that somebody took from a church, you know, that was sitting on a coat rack. You know what I mean? And that's his, he reads it and it made me think about how simplistic, you know, that they don't complicate it. They read it. They're like, Oh, Jesus did this. And it took me back when I was in that village and they, uh, they came out and they started serving us a bunch of pineapple um, as we were like fitting people with shoes and we're like, no, 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 no. We're good. Like we're fat Americans. We're good. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, just being completely honest here, you know, and you know, and this guy, he was supposed to be taking these pineapples and be, and walking four hours to a market to sell them for 13 cents American money, you know, so that he could buy some beans and rice for his family. And yet he was feeding us. And, and they said, no, Jesus said to feed those who are hungry. You know, it's like, what? You know, it's like, you know, they, they read something very, and said, oh, that's what, so I'm going to feed somebody that's hungry. I'm going to take care of them, you know? And we don't need to overcomplicate the gospel. Just like you said, Pastor Jacob, you know what I mean? Just if, and it, I'm sorry, I'm on this little tangent because this was my, the whole thing that was the big thing for me in the sermon was that because when you look at the script, scripture passage that you use, it says all scripture is inspired for, by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. You know, that's the crux was wrong in our lives. And then if it corrects us of what we're wrong in, then we're equipped if, if we change from it then we're equipped to do good work you know for christ and i was watching um what's the show america's got talent about a week and a half ago and there was this choir director on there and she had uh this choir and she took she saw a need in her community that there was homeless people and they would sing and she formed a choir out of them and then turned it around where she did things like teaching them how job skills and they are in jobs and they got houses now. And you know what I mean, and she's taking homeless people and doing this with them. And I'm, and I looked at Heather and I said, what if us Christians would just be so simple and just look and say, this is the need in my community and I'm just going to take care of it. No, yep. like, simple that's what this is all about you know the scripture changing us to do the good work of christ i don't know i mean that was my big boom you know for the sermon on sunday yeah yeah i think yeah. my big takeaway was another i it's the throwaway lines <laughs> that you have that for whatever reason 
dig in like worms into my <laughs> brain and make me think about things. But I saw something, you know, if we're going down tangents and rabbit holes, I'll tell you how this actually got started. Um, I had <laughs> someone that uh, was talking. It was, I think it was a podcast episode or it might have been a, a YouTube video or something. Some, uh, someone was talking about the Confederate flag. And they were saying that if the Confederate flag to you is heritage and it's not a racial thing, regardless of the history of the item itself, if this is what it means to you, then when you see someone perverting that symbol for something like racism, you have to be vocal and you have to speak up and you have to take it back and say, no, that's not what this is. I will not allow, I will not silently sit to the side and allow this to be used in that way. And to me, you mentioned how a lot of times scripture has been used to divide and has been used for uh, purposes other than building the kingdom. And for me, when I listen to that in your sermon and I listen to this other thing, that's, I think, what we have to do as the church as well is when scripture is used for purposes other than building the kingdom, we cannot sit back quietly on the sidelines and be like, wow, I don't think they should be doing that and think that to ourselves and then never say anything about it. We have got to stand up and say, no, that's not that's not right at all. That's not Christ-like in any way, shape, or form. You should not be doing that. And part of me is like, yeah, but that's not very Christian to call out others. And then the other part of me is like, but that's exactly what Christ did. That is very much Christ-like because that's exactly what Christ was doing. So to me, I think it's we have to, the only way you get to that point, the only way you can call out the misuse of Scripture is if you know the Scripture and you understand the purpose is restoration and redemption it, and and the only way you get there is by immersing yourself in the scripture and knowing you know what it is that that you're talking about and that only comes from yeah. exposure and reading and studying yeah and that that's important cuz um the the problem i i see often with a lot of the disagreements or with the bible being used in different ways um, has to do with an understanding of the Bible's authority often. Um, you know, there are a lot of traditions that are um, Bible only, you know, by the only source of revelation that, you know, God has for us. Um, and, you know, as Protestants, we're, you know, close there. <laughs> Um, uh, but there's a problem there with authority, you know, um, the, you know, it, it's true that the Holy Spirit guides us in our reading of, of scripture. That's absolutely true. We should expect God to speak to us, the Holy Spirit to lead us and uh, lead us towards truth. Um, but it, it's like, uh, the, someone saying like, when they were teenagers, well, God told me I was supposed to be with you. And, you know, the other person's like, well, God didn't tell me that, you know, <laughs> so it's, it, it's, it's the same way with the Bible. And we just go back and forth and back and forth. And, um, you know, we can make the Bible mean whatever we want. That's what, often what we hear. So that's at that one extreme. And then we have, you know, our Catholic brothers and sisters who hold scripture and tradition just equal weight. I mean, to the point where um, 
you know, it, it's, it's almost as if lay folks aren't, you know, aren't able, aren't capable of reading and, and knowing scripture. And there, there's a lot of reverence there. I mean, you know, it, it, it's meaningful, it's deep. Um, there's a lot there that we have to understand in order to fully grasp. And you have the whole history of the church that you read through. And, and so, as I said in the sermon, that's, that's why I, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the Wesleyan tradition. It's, it's a middle ground between these two uh, traditions that, yes, uh, Scripture is primary. It's the primary means, um, along with, uh, you know, tradition, reason, and experience. I've, I've heard it kind of explained as, as like a, a wind chime where Scripture is the inner inner part and uh, tradition, reason, and experience are the chimes on the outside and um, scripture kind of, you know, bounces off all of these, they bounce off scripture and all that. Um, but I think that just points to the reality that yes, scripture is incredibly, it's how God has chosen to speak to us, the main way God has chosen to speak to us, but we cannot listen to it, you know, divorced from, everything that has come before all of the, 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 the Holy spirit inspired interpreters who have come before and uh, the church, you know, Christ church that has uh, been the steward of, uh, of the lowercase W word of God. Um, Even to the point of deciding what goes in the, by what's, you know, yeah, apocryphal versus yeah. what's yeah. canon. And, yeah. I, I, I remember taking a like a church history class and I remember thinking in that class we were talking about you know the just the history of how uh, the Bible was canonized how it came to be and I remember thinking in that class like man I I know people who would lose their faith if they knew this you know and that's that's the truth I mean the Bible didn't just drop out of the sky um, and it doesn't just drop out of the sky every um, generation, you know, it's it has a long history, but and, and we read it through that lens, whether we know we do or not, or whether whether we think we do or not, we read it through a cultural and historical lens. Um, so it's important for us to know that. A lot of good stuff. Any other thoughts on scripture, the how to read it? the sermon itself, anything else that anybody wants to, to say um, before we kind of transition out of this and move into our next piece. All right, then we'll move into the next piece. Well, let us know your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, your needs, the way that God is speaking to you throughout this week. Hopefully you uh, have, if you've not, you've still got time before Sunday, have started reading uh, the book of James. Uh, that was kind of our homework for this week. If you want to use the the homework and study words that we didn't like to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let us know how things are going with you. Hit us up at Ozark UMC on Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us podcast at org. So let's talk just a moment about uh, what to expect this Sunday, both in terms of uh, what's next in the sermon series and what people can expect if they are planning to attend, if they are planning not to attend in person, uh, but do some sort of an online worship. Kind of talk us, kind of prep us for uh, what to expect this Sunday, if you would. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's touch on just 
some of the logistics on what to expect when you come. Um, so I, I will say I, I was, I was just, you know, overall pleased with how things went, you know, our first time back in person this past Sunday, we had a few glitches of course, but overall it, you know, I was so grateful for everyone for uh, wearing masks and, you know, practicing social distancing and sanitizing and, and for everyone who helped, all the hospitality and uh, people doing the sanitizing and all of that, I, I was just really pleased by how that went. Um, so this week, uh, of course, will be much the same. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing things as we did uh, this previous weekend, uh, 8.30 and 11 uh, services. Um, we're going to you know, continue to wear masks, continue to distance and um, encourage folks to, you know, take time outside after service to fellowship and all of that as you, um, as you feel led. Um, but this, this Sunday we are, uh, we're again going to, to try and record the eight thirty service and try and get it, uh, posted, um, early enough to where, uh, folks can actually watch, you know, quote unquote with us, um, and, you know, I think it's really important. It, it just has a different feel when people are in the room. Uh, it has a different feel for me, and that uh, it has a different feel for the praise team and anybody else up on the, uh, the chancel area. And it's, it's going to feel different for anybody watching. And, and it's just, you know, it's more intimate. And I think that's really important uh, to be able to uh, share that as much as we possibly can. So we're going <laughs> to try our best to make that work this weekend. Um, but uh, this weekend, we're going to, again, uh, continue on in this sermon series. Uh, we're going to talk about the second of the two sacraments that we celebrate. We're going to talk about the Eucharist, the Lord's Table, Communion, whatever you want to call it. Um, and my, I just hope folks will get something new, uh, hear it in a different way, maybe, and it might um, strike them in a different way. Um, but we're going to be, I'm going to be drawing from uh, Luke 22, uh, kind of the classic, uh, just kind of the, the celebration of the Lord's Supper, Jesus with his disciples. Um, and then also Revelation 3.20, um, which uh, I'll, I'll get into that in the sermon, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to tell us everything. Just kind of lead us that direction. There you go. Uh, if somebody is planning to attend in person, what do they need to do? Yeah, so if you're planning to come in person, uh, we would love to know uh, if if you are coming. Um, that would be great to help us just keep tabs on how many to expect so we can prepare. Um, uh, we ask that you wear a mask. We ask that you social distance. Um, and, you know, this Sunday will be a, a little bit different because we will be celebrating um, the Lord's Supper. So as you come in, this goes for anybody, as you come into the church building, there will be a table set out with little individual uh, styrofoam and juice cups. Um, you just grab one of those uh, and or grab some for your, your kids or family members, whoever, whoever's in your family group. Um, and, and just hold those with you through the service and um, we'll, we'll be uh, partaking of that um, later in the service. But 
you'll have it with you. Um, we'll celebrate that way. With all the additional uh, sanitation and cleaning stuff, what what do based on what you saw this last week and kind of looking ahead, what do you need as far as if someone wants to get involved? Where yeah. should they get involved? How can they get involved? How can they let somebody know that they want to be involved? What what are the needs as we kind of work through this this back to in person services? Yeah. Thanks for asking that. I, I <laughs> promise you, we did not rehearse these questions beforehand. Um, yeah, um, you know, we we have hospitality needs. The hospitality, uh, we, we I, I feel we had a, a a good group of folks, uh, but I think there there are more needs with um, the sanitizing in between services um, and then after service as well. Um, so that that would be the biggest need I think at this point. Um, we won't need extra help with the, with the Lord's supper or anything like that. Um, shouldn't need much more help. So. And if you help sanitize, what does that entail? So, um, we are, um, spraying down with sanitizing solution, spraying down and wiping down literally just about anything that is touched or, um, all the bathrooms, doors, door handles, just about everything. And then uh, we also have like a, a sanitizing fogger that we're using um, in different areas and in the worship area for the chairs as well. Um, so those are that those would be the tasks okay. that would be spraying and wiping down or uh, using the fogger. So. I'll throw a plug in because I was hoping you'd get to it, but you didn't yet. If you're, <laughs> if you have any technical skill whatsoever with a soundboard or a computer, uh, yeah, there, there, we have some serious needs there as well. Um, and it's, it's yeah. not as scary as you think. Uh, you can screw up the uh, slides and most people will let you off easy. I speak yeah. from experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had somebody running slides this past Sunday who had never done it before. Right. And learned, in, a, in about an hour and a half and did great. So it is definitely easy. It's a great way to get plugged in, an easy way to get involved, um, and especially during this time when the, it's, it's tough to get involved with some of the uh, service within the church. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to do more with our uh, technology and uh, audiovisual stuff. So naturally we just uh we're needing more help with that and it's a great way um you know some of the things we're thinking about doing it's a great way to really learn a skill um learn ab about video and audio and um if you're interested in that just uh, let us know you can contact the church absolutely well, if you are worshiping in person, again, those times are at 8.30 and 11 this Sunday. If you are not worshiping in person with us, you can catch... <laughs> I'm saying this with trepidation. And you can catch the recording from the service at some point in the day on Sunday, we're pretty sure. Um, you can check us out on the Ozark United Methodist Church YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, and on our website at ozarkumc.org. If you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and you turn on notifications, it'll just let you know as soon as that's uploaded and available. 
Um, or if you're subscribed to this podcast, you'll get a notification in your podcast player when the sermon podcast is available to listen as well. So if you're at a place where you can't watch the video, um, you can certainly still listen to the sermon podcast in whatever form it takes. We absolutely look forward to worshiping with you this Sunday. This you can also get communion ahead of time, correct, Jacob? Ah, uh, yes. That's so I know I have a little baggie of communion of my communion lunchables. Yes. Yeah. If you're unable to be there Sunday, uh, stop by the church. Uh, or if you know somebody who cannot be there and isn't getting out, uh, you can stop by and pick up uh, the little individual cups for them as well. Yeah. Anytime during the week. Very good. Anything else before we uh, wrap this one up? All right. Then in that case, for Mike, for Jacob, and for Lindsay again, uh, this has been Joey Mills. May the peace of Christ be with you this week.